When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. By the way, that was not with open bar either. <laughs> at the door, no open bar. Guess again. Yeah, I'm all set on that front. Yeah, exactly. I'm all good. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, were presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-729-3776. The calls have been nonstop today. Lines are open, a lot of it dealing with... The Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, with Mike McCarthy having to go, and then some of it with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. And Chris, as we start this hour, I think one thing has become abundantly clear. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. I don't know how you can say otherwise. Yeah, who's number two, Carlin? I mean, it, it feels like it's Dak Prescott, but do you feel great saying that no, after yesterday's no. game? Is Aaron Rodgers up there then? How long is Aaron Rodgers going to be in the NFC? Exactly. Maybe not much longer. Yeah. You but, saw what Adam Schefter had to say about it, right? Yeah. He said both sides, the Packers and Rodgers, acknowledge that a trade is a real possibility this offseason. Yeah. If the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, it ain't going to be in the NFC, is it? No. No. They'd have to ship him to the AFC. No. Yeah. Uh, is Tom Brady still? How long is there? he going to be in the NFC? Another great question. Could be. Could be <laughs> he in ain't going to be. He ain't going to be in Tampa next year. I'll tell you what. It could. It could get uglier for Josh Allen if you have Tom Brady ending up in Miami and Aaron Rodgers ending up with the Jets. Let me ask you this question: <laughs> Brock Purdy. <laughs> do I mean, we land? It, do we land on Brock Purdy? Is it outlandish? <laughs> I mean, how quickly do we get to Daniel Jones? Huh? Oh my God! It ain't that long. Yeah, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, and this is the point. It's not about how everybody else thinks. This is not uh, Jalen Hurts winning the NFC South. No. This is Jalen Hurts far and away above and better than everyone else and has really developed to that point. It's so clear that what we saw in Week 18 was knocking off the rust, and what we saw this weekend was a dynamic player who's about to get paid and I think has an excellent chance to lead his team to a championship this season. Well, Carlin, here's the funny thing. A couple of weeks ago, I was on Get Up, and I said that Dak Prescott needed to ascend to Patrick Mahomes level, Josh Allen level, or Jalen Hurts level. I guess we can scratch the Josh Allen piece of it out. Yeah. But when I said Jalen Hurts, Damian Woody, our very own Damian Woody, my dog, looked at me like I had an appendage growing out of my forehead. (laughs) He just he couldn't believe that I had said that Dak needed to ascend to Jalen Hurts' level. Is that picture becoming a little bit clearer now? Yeah. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback by leaps and bounds than Dak Prescott. There is no question about it in my mind, and there really shouldn't be any question about it in anybody else's mind. Jalen Hurts showed you on Saturday night what he's capable of. And it's not just the numbers, Carlin, because in the fantasy football world, we get caught up with all of these stats and all everything else. It's not just about numbers. You can't quantify his impact on his team's success by just looking at the stat line or the box score. You can't. No. You realize him being on the field dictates how opposing defenses line up, and it creates so many opportunities for everybody else. The Philadelphia Eagles ran the ball down the Giants' throat. 
arguably at the strength of that team, which is the interior of their defensive line, led by Dexter Lawrence, who's an all-pro, and Leonard Williams, who's making over $20 million a year. They ran the ball to the tune of 268 yards, Carlin, on 44 carries. The Giants' defense thought this game would be different than Week 14 when the Eagles ran it for 253. No, it wasn't. Nope. It wasn't different because they had Leo on the field or Xavier McKinney or uh, Adoree Jackson. It wasn't a different result. The Eagles bludgeoned them with their run game. And the biggest reason why is because you had to account for Jalen Hurts. Here's Zach Pascal, Eagles receiver. Pascal or Pascal? Pascal. Pascal, sorry. Uh, sorry, Zach. Here he is the other night with, uh, or the other day with, uh, or maybe earlier today with Fitz and Harry. Seeing Jalen on an everyday basis, you know, throughout the year, he's always locked in. You know what I'm saying? There's never a moment where, you know, he's slacked off or, you know, mentally out of it. He's always locked in on the task at hand. And regardless of one thing or one play, we're always ready to move on to the next play. You know what I'm saying? Do things, you know, on the next play. It's kind of like a dog mentality on just moving on to the next one. I think he got that, you know, master. It was earlier today with the fellas. Are we are we short shrifting Nick Sirianni here in his role with Jalen Hurts? Because we talked about Jalen Hurts in the offseason and yep. working with Tom House and all that stuff yep. with his accuracy. If we are going to give this kind of credit that we did with Brian Dable, with Josh Allen, and certainly with Daniel Jones this year, are we to do the same with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts? I think we have to, don't we, Carlin? Because he's the one that's designing these plays that take advantage of the skill set that Jalen Hurts has. Like, we'll acknowledge that Jalen Hurts has transformed himself into a much better passer down the field, but it's about the play caller and the play designer orchestrating an offense and a system that accentuates what Jalen Hurts is bringing to the party. But th- this is what drives me nuts about some coaches. And, and Chris, maybe I'm way off on this. Please enlighten me if I am. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the coaches who are trying to take players to fit into their system as opposed to taking their system and fitting it around their players. Mm-hmm. And it strikes me that there are far too many of the former, and those guys usually end up not lasting terribly long in the league. Yeah, but I think it's important to, for us to also acknowledge this is a couple of years in the making with Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. Like we got a development. We, we got to remember now, the Eagles started out last year, 2021, 3-6. Mm-hmm. And they realized, we got to do something different with our offense. We're going to shape it around Jalen Hurts' ability to be able to run. And what did they do? And they, they ran the ball. And Carlin, they got the results that they were looking for. Because you're talking about this team – they ended up going, what is it, 6-2 and two down the stretch to yep. finish 9-8? and eight I believe. And getting a wild card berth? They were the number one yeah, they were six team in the second they were half the six, They were 6-2 and two in the second half of last season. Yep. And that's what gave Jalen Hurts the confidence in order to make this leap in year three in his second full season as a starter. But then also, Jalen Hurts taking it upon himself to improve on the things that he needed to get better at in the offseason with his mechanics and his delivery, and then the Eagles going out and adding A.J. Brown, another number one receiver. This is an organizational triumph in terms of Jalen Hurts' development. This is a guy that was a second-round pick, and people really didn't know what to make of him because the Eagles extended Carson Wentz in that same offseason. But the organization, slowly but surely, methodically, put everything in place for Jalen Hurts to develop the way that he has, and we have to give the player credit 
because he took it upon himself to improve in the areas he needed to get better at. It speaks volumes about the sports character of Jalen Hurts, and I think his teammates recognize that, and that's why you hear everybody speak so glowingly about him, even his head coach, Nick Sirianni. You know, that leads me to the bigger problem for Jerry Jones. How do you not look across the field at the impact that the coach had on the quarterback and in leading that team yesterday? How do you not look in your division at Brian Dable and what he did with Daniel Jones to get him to a serviceable level? And now what Sirianni and Jalen Hurts have done together. You're going to be staring up if you don't fix that situation with Dak. And this is the only way to try to fix it at this point after you've thrown all that money in. Like, all you got to do is look at everybody else and you're going to be looking up at these guys. Not necessarily Jones. But certainly looking up at Jalen Hurts. Well, your point your point is valid Niners. because think about this. The head coaches of the two teams that you're talking about in your division, the other two teams that made the playoffs, they clearly made a positive impact on the quarterback. Can you say that about Mike McCarthy? Can you say that? No. I don't we haven't seen Dak Prescott's best season no. as a starting quarterback under Mike McCarthy. Now the offense was a number one offense, and we'll give them credit for that two years ago. But that wasn't Dak Prescott's best season as a pro. And so you wonder, can Mike McCarthy get more out of Dak Prescott? And if the answer is, I don't know, then that's the answer that you need. How do you not know that, by now? But, but that's my point. <laughs> if the answer is, I don't know after three years, then you got your answer. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, taking a little look forward to this coming week for our gambling friends. Let's welcome in... Our buddy Joe Fortenbaugh. Of course, he is host of Joe and Amber with Amber Wilson coming up next hour right here on ESPN Radio. And he is ESPN Sports betting analyst joining us right now. Joseph, good evening. Mr. Carlin, good evening. I would like to start with this. That co-host of yours, that Chris Canty. Don't do it, Joe. Listen, he's one smart man. Don't do no, it, no, no. Joe. He is one smart man. Despite bleeding giant blue, the man put that to the side and picked the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday. He laid the points. He said this was the pick, and he turned out to be correct. More people, especially great people from New York, could learn from Chris Canty. Do not let the nonsense mm-hmm. and the fandom cloud your brain. Make good, smart decisions. That's what Chris Canty did this week, and I'm proud of you, big guy. Joe, just to give you a little insight behind the scenes, at 7 and nothing, the Giants go for it. Don't get that fourth down. <laughs> On the group text, it said, and I quote, this is about to be an ass whooping. <laughs> Here's that's a great line, and you know what? There were uh, there's a lot of guys I know in the media who are New York guys who love the Giants. We've had some back and forth. For the listeners who don't know, I'm a Philadelphia guy. That's my team. There was a lot of back and forth, and it and one of the quotes I kept seeing was, "This thing's about to go sideways," just like what Canty said. But I, I want to be clear. I talked a lot of trash last week. I think a lot of Eagles fans did. That doesn't take away from the fact that the Giants had a hell of a season. Their Vegas win total was like five and a half. They found out they got a great coach. They got the most they possibly could out of that talent. I can talk all my junk all I want. I think the NFL is always better when Philly-New York is a legit rivalry. It is back to being a rivalry. The Giants are on the rise. So to be honest, and this this isn't me poking fun or being sarcastic, I do like the fact that Big Blue's working their way back. I, I, I really do. They've done a great job this year. Don't let that game take away from the season. All right, Joe, we wanted to get you on today for early in the week to talk about where these games opened up on Championship Sunday 
and where they are headed. Right now we've got Bengals minus one, and I don't know. I mean, if Mahomes was fully healthy, where would you have put that number, and are we going to see that number move some more this week? That, that number is north of three if Mahomes is healthy. This line move is crazy. Like, if you do what I do for a living, you have been tracking this since yesterday because this is fascinating. Let's, let's start with Buffalo-Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Because of the three linemen that were down, because of a variety of things, you watched Buffalo go from a three-and-a-half-point favorite up to a six-point favorite. Sharp guys were betting the Bills. Money wow. was coming in on the Bills all the way up to six. No love for Cincinnati. Not saying no one picked them, but there was no love in the betting market for them. And then the Bengals go in there and they smack Buffalo around. They win that game. Now, there's a really sharp book out here in Vegas that decides after Cincinnati wins that game, they open the Bengals minus three. Now, they are aware of the Mahomes injury. We all saw it the day before. These guys are not idiots. They take everything into account. They're super sharp at what they do. And they open the game Kansas City minus three, a full field goal. Immediately, they get popped with sharp money on Cincinnati. That knocks it all the way down to around Pickham. And then today, more Cincinnati. Cincinnati money hits the market, driving it all the way to one and a half. I think it's twofold what you're seeing here. Number one, all those issues regarding the Cincinnati offensive line, they don't mean as much as we thought because Burrow can get the ball out of his hands in a hurry and he can be effective doing it. Number two, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. If, they, if he can't run, he ran for almost 400 yards this year, boys. All right, If he can't run, that takes a major weapon away. If he can't plan on the ankle, he's not going to be as accurate. We saw that in the game. And then on top of it, look at third and one and fourth and one. The sneak is the most effective weapon in the NFL in those situations. They refused to use him in that spot against Jacksonville. They didn't want to risk further injury. They weren't sure if he could be effective. So it has been nothing but Cincinnati money early. Joe, before we look ahead to Niners-Eagles, I want to look back at Cowboys-Niners yesterday. And your buddy and co-host on Daily Wager, Doug Kazarian, was on with us on Friday. And he said the Niners laying the points was his favorite bet of the weekend. Curious to know if you saw it the same way. And what about that game and that specific line made you guys, made Doug so confident in making that bet? Absolutely. He and I were lockstep in that game for a few reasons. Uh, I mean, situationally, it wasn't the great, great spot for Dallas. That was their fourth straight road game. Nobody was talking about that. They were at Tennessee. After that, they were at the Commanders, then they were at Tampa, then they were in San Francisco. And on top of that, they played Monday night and then had to turn around and get ready for Sunday. That's only six days of rest, preparation, treatment to get healthy. You know, as well as anybody, everybody's banged up this time of year. Mm -hmm. And then for San Francisco, they had two extra days of prep and they hadn't been on the road since the beginning of January. So situationally, comfort-wise, health-wise, there's a big edge to the Niners. Both have good defenses, but the Niners' defense is better. Both can run the ball, but the Niners are better at it. The skill position, on both sides are talented, but the Niners have weapons in Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey. That outdoes what Dallas brings to the table. So really, it only comes down to the quarterback situation. And when Dak Prescott plays his best, like we saw against Tampa, Dallas is really tough to beat. But he doesn't always play his best. And you saw them against the best defense in the league, shut them down, and it was a mess. It was a mess. And then on top of it, it's Shanahan versus McCarthy. Now, people can dog Shanahan for some of the things that have happened in his career, but not to the level you dog Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Everybody's focused on that last play of the game, how stupid that was. How about the fourth and five on the San Francisco 40? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? Your defense uh, has been getting stops all day, and you're in a situation where you haven't been able to move the ball much. You pay the quarterback $40 million a year, let him go make a play. What are you 
you doing? So he punts away. He takes the penalty and punts there. He had other decisions later in the game. He kicks the field goal rather than going for it, even knowing his kicker had been a mess. That's, that's why we were on San Francisco. Uh, I think we thought San Francisco would score more points in that game. Credit to the Dallas D. But yeah, we were both on the Niners for all those reasons. And again, Mike McCarthy was Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott was Dak Prescott. So Joe, spinning it forward when you factor in two things you said, the rest disparity and the travel, how do you view the early line for the NFC Championship game with the Eagles as slight favorites at home? I think the Eagles are laying two and a half against the Niners. Yeah, so Philly opens one and a half. We see Eagles money early pushing it to two and a half. Now the big question for everyone in my line of work is, is it going to get the three? I don't know about that. If that gets the three, I think you're going to see a lot of Niner money coming in. Again, the question's about Brock Purdy. He wasn't terrible yesterday. I don't want to dog the kid, but it's not like he was exceptional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, are some, there are some issues there in terms of how good he can be. George Kittle made a spectacular catch in a very crucial situation to help him out. You had a great defensive effort from the Niners that carried it through. We'd be having very different conversations today if that Niner defense wasn't damn near perfect. You're going to Philly. Philly's only played, what, one game? There's a lot of questions that have been answered in terms of Hurts being healthy, Lane Johnson being healthy. This one's tough, though. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to focus on some analysis this week that Philly hasn't really played the toughest of schedules. They're a good team. You don't take away from that. But are they a great team? We, we haven't seen them matched up with anybody great. And then for San Francisco, that defense, as great as they are, they haven't played a lot of elite offenses. Now, they did just shut down Dallas, but I do remember Kansas City coming into their house and tearing them to shreds. Oof. So how are you going to handle against the Eagles? I think, and I'm sure you guys are going to be breaking this down because, Chris, you, you see all this, but the linebackers, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw versus that Philadelphia rushing attack, like that's your X-factor matchup of the week right there. So for right now, I haven't thought about making any bets on anything in that game at the current moment. I'm just booking my hotel and, and tickets for the uh, Super Bowl because I know the Eagles are going to go, they're going to win, <laughs> and then we're going to start looking forward to the next season. I don't know. I don't hate this Super Bowl exact box. Chiefs over Niners. Niners over Ooh. Chiefs plus seven hundred. Not hate that. Ooh. What's the weak link there? If you lose that, what's the weak link of those two in your opinion? I think probably the Niners are the weaker of the two. See, I think it's I think it's Kansas City. I mm. think Kansas City is going to have a tougher time getting it. I don't I, I don't want to put too much weight on what I just saw. We always have to be very careful of that. Everyone who loved the Giants, they put too much weight on what they just saw against the Vikings. The, the recency bias is very dangerous in this game. But I'm looking at I'm looking at the injury to Mahomes, and I'm thinking if Mahomes is is 70 percent of his usual self, it's not like that's an elite Kansas City defense that can carry them. They no. played well against the Jags, but that's the Jags. I mean, at least if Purdy plays poorly, the defense can bail him out. If Mahomes doesn't play well, I don't know if that defense can bail him out against Joe Burrow. Joseph, excellent stuff. He is Joe Fortenbaugh. He is co-host of Joe and Amber. Coming up about. 40 minutes from now on ESPN Radio and, of course, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. Appreciate it, brother. Good booking by you guys today. It's a huge Monday. You want to bring in star power. You call Joe Fortenball. Great decision-making on your behalf, fellas. I- I'm going to join you Better decision-making than Josh Allen, Joe. <laughs> and I won't lie. I questioned it. <laughs> hey, listen. I, I, uh, I married in the Bills Mafia. I got my own problems over there. I got, I got some serious. I got to keep it down. She just got the kids home from school, so I got to get out of here. Thank Appreciate you so much for having me. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. I got one for you just real quick. What's up? Early prop bet. Mm. Kansas City rushing. Isaiah Pacheco. 50 and a half. All over it. <laughs> All over it. All over How it. How about even better than this? What's that? Alternate rushing over under. Over 70 yards plus 225. Love it. Love it. Love it.
Canty and Carlin, Love ESPN it. Radio, and on the ESPN app. We had the top five earlier today, which means, oh, we're turn it over to Mr. Negative for the bottom five, because that's what we do. Continue to drive home this uncharacteristic or this unfair characterization of me. Make me do the negative yeah. side. Little Mr. Sunshine. Canty and Carlin, ESPN <laughs> Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. You got a little sway to you. You're moving pretty nicely. Sum, just a little sum. I'll tell you what, there's been an unspoken tension in this room. And What's it, that? It has surrounded the fact that you have had basically a garbage bag size of Sour Patch Kids sitting next to you. And not once in the four hours that we've been here have you offered me one bit. Well, I'm not going to share, Carlin, but now that I know you appreciate them, I'll try to put together your own little I goodie bag. Like you don't like them. <laughs> I actually well, there don't it like is. them. Well, but all is. I'm saying is, like, you know. I'm not going to offer that to you. Why I'm not, not going because, uh, because I'm not because I bought them here for me. Wow, and that's what it is. It's kind of like when I and go out know. to dinner with my wife and she asks, "Can she have a bite of whatever I'm having to eat?" And I'm saying, "Hell no! You order your own. I'll be glad to pay for it, but you can't have a bite of mine. I wanted this, which is why I ordered it. Really? If you want to put in a special request, by all means. Now." Just for your edification, that's just not a bag of Sour Patch Kids. Oh, what is it? That's Sour Patch Kids mixed with Black Forest gummy bears. And oh for my. those of you that haven't tried that, oh my. do yourself a favor. Go buy a bag of Sour Patch Kids. Go buy a bag of Black Forest gummy bears. Not the Arable gummy bears. The Black Forest gummy bears. Throw them into a Ziploc bag. Shake it all up. Magical wow. goodness. Wow. Yeah. i tell you what you are. An innovator. That's what you are. Yeah. Right there. I like it. But you know what? It's a good thing that you haven't offered it to me because, like a four-year-old, I'd have a sugar spike, and then by 6.50, you'd be picking me up off the floor. <laughs> Eastern time, that is. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Well, we had a top five earlier, so you know what that means. There must be a bottom five. Which teams were great? Breaks a tackle at the 15-10-5. Touchdown! What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted! He couldn't hang on! This is the NFL Top 5, Bottom 5.
Here's Carlin with the bottom five. Number five. Oh, my God. Can coaches please learn when to go for it and when not to go for it and how to manage a clock? There was issues all over the place this weekend, and I don't get it. Let's start with Saturday night and the Giants-Eagles. Seven and nothing. Eagles lead first quarter. Giants, fourth down and six at the Philadelphia 40-yard line. Yeah. Down seven and nothing. They go for it. Probably not a good idea. Not good. What happens? Daniel Jones gets sacked. Next thing you know, 52-yard drive, nice and easy. And the Eagles go up 14-0. But then later in the game, early fourth quarter, and granted, the horse is out of the barn a little bit, but still. Early fourth quarter, 28-7 Eagles. Fourth down and six from your own 40. And... Somehow Brian Dable says, you know what, let's punt it away. Really? What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, at that point, you have no chance of being able to come back. No, no I mean, but and the only chance, And the only chance that you do have is to try to go forward into the circumstances. Well, Chris, that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was yesterday with the Cowboys. I don't understand what was going on late in this game. Third and ten Cowboys, their own 18-yard line, 250 left. Dak gets sacked. They have all three timeouts. You would think, call a timeout right there because you have to punt and you still got the two-minute warning and two more. So that's three timeouts. And you're saving a lot of time. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mike McCarthy, let the clock run for 35 seconds before they punted it away with 2.11 left. So, Carlin, you mean to tell me they couldn't use that 35 seconds? Wouldn't it be better to have a minute 25 on the clock? Then 50 seconds on the clock? Yeah, and I'll tell you where else he got outcoached. So the Niners' first play, 2.05 left, right? So one play to the two-minute warning, and the Cowboys are thinking, well, at least we got the two-minute warning, and then no, 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 no. no, no, no. They threw it on first down and picked up another first down. Because the clock was going to stop anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Coach is just embarrassing himself. Number four. The Giants' defense, speaking of bar- embarrassing oh, yourself. I know oh, it had to hurt for you. Oh. I know it had to hurt. Yeah. But, Chris, we talked about this all last week. And seemingly nobody else was discussing just how much of a beatdown the Eagles put on the Giants in Week 14 at MetLife Stadium in running the football for 253 yards. Well, in that game, let's be fair, right? Giants didn't have Xavier McKinney. They didn't have Leonard Williams. They didn't have a Dory Jackson. They had them all back Saturday night. Eagles rushed for 268. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So they rushed for six yards a carry. Yes, and 15 yards more on the night. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. That oh, was, my gosh. That was just getting mauled. The, wor- the worst part about it was Jason Kelsey being spotlighted by Moose Johnston on the broadcast. Yeah. Dumping Jelly Ellis, a defensive tackle that goes about 350 for the New York Giants. Embarrassing, Carl. You know, it wasn't all that long ago that there were people in Philadelphia who were criticizing Jason Kelsey for being too small. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was absurd from the Giants' defense and had to be a tough way to end their season. Number three. Uh, Just, and you pointed this out, and you're 100% right on it, the injury to Tony Pollard, you hate seeing it. Yeah. And just from his standpoint, about to be a free agent, Guy had had a huge impact on the Cowboys all year. Huge season from him, too, yeah. Carlin. Over 1,300 yards from scrimmage, over 1,000 yards rushing, nine rushing touchdowns. Just a big-time season. Especially when Zeke's making $18 million, and he's not giving you nearly enough. 
That was proven once Pollard was out of the game. Guy breaks his leg. Felt awful for him. Yeah. Hopefully that's not going to impact his free agency here that much. So we wish him the best. Number two. Josh Allen, terrible job. Terrible job. This is a game that you were drafted for. You are supposed to be able to thrive being from Wyoming and throwing it through the winds and the snow and running all over the place. You end up with 20-some yards rushing, 26. 26, And you throw for 260, but you also turned it over. You didn't do anything to elevate the rest of your team, and that was a major problem, and you missed on some big throws. I'm sorry. I can still think of one where Stephon Diggs is streaking down the field, and he missed him. Yep. Canty, that was the epitome of Josh Allen's regressive 2022 that was a bad performance in a big spot and it has moved him down the line of quarterbacks in the nfl carlin they were four of 12 on third downs and one of three in the red zone yep that 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 tells you the quarterback didn't do his job on that day number one speaking of quarterbacks not doing their job it's dak prescott (laughs) the most overrated quarterback in the nfl right it has to be is he the most overrated player Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and I think today people are probably bringing back, bringing him back to his proper rating. But if we're being truthful, folks, he should have thrown four interceptions yesterday. There were two that were dropped, including a short pick six on the first play of the last drive of the game yep. that would have just put it away for the 49ers. Dak was awful. He was awful in every turn. And that is, with his offensive line doing an amazing job, Virtually making Nick Bosa a non-factor, save for drawing a couple of penalties, and your defense playing their, you know, their asses off. Let me yeah, just say it. Just say it. Playing their asses off. When you give up only 19 points to the 49ers, you got to win the game, and Dak Prescott was the reason the Cowboys lost the game. I will say this. I don't think it's sitting well in the Cowboys' locker room how Dak played yesterday. Because even though Micah Parsons acknowledged that the 49ers defense outplayed theirs, they only gave up, what, one touchdown to San Francisco? And they held your boy Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel virtually in check? Got to find a way to be on the winning side of that game. And Micah Parsons said, those turnovers, they hurt us. Canty, uh, remind me, in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, who went 4-0 this week? That would be us, Carlin. That is us, and what do we like to do? We like to make people money. And we're going to do that for you next. Play of the day on the way. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
I am anxious to know, and I we don't have the information, but we will tomorrow to see how everybody else did on their picks this weekend. Yes, because we had a good weekend. Yes, we went four and zero. We were shaking our wild card weekend, and we were two, three, and one. Yes, on so wild card weekend, six, three, and one with three games to go. Here we go. All right, it's workable. I, yeah. I would think we've got a shot. Now, what we're going to have to do is, I mean, if we're not in first place, at I don't six, think we're in one, first place. Well, if we're not, we're not in last though. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, we're going to have to purposely pick against some people. We're going to have to try to get some information on who other shows are picking. Yeah, we don't control our own destiny right. in this situation. Right, We were that bad on Wild Card Weekend. Take shots at it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, but what we do have tonight, well, that is, of course, your play of the Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. little NBA action to the association, as they say. Let's go get buckets, Carlin. Uh, and there will be plenty of them with, out west tonight. No doubt. Sacramento <laughs> and the Memphis Grizzlies. Defense optional whenever the Sacramento Kings play, by the way. That's like black tie optional. Yeah. Defense optional. <laughs> yeah. And they ain't going to show up. Yeah. Kings are two-point favorites. John Morant day-to-day. Uh, he was not listed as an option under the points, so we don't. I've not seen anything new as to whether or not he's going to play tonight. It's obviously a West Coast game. So we've got the Kings minus two, which I think we're going to jump on, right? Yeah. yeah. Kings minus Kings are two. a good ball club. They're third right now in the Western Conference. They've done a great job. Yeah. They've done a great job. DeMontis Sabonis, total rebounds, 12 and a half. I love it. We're going over 12 and a half DeMontis Sabonis. And then, because we don't know what the situation is with Ja, and because... Somebody's got to score a lot of points. Desmond Bain over 22.5. Love that one. That might be my favorite leg of the parlay. All right, so Kings minus two, Sabonis over 12.5 boards, Bain over 22.5 points, plus 456 on Caesar Sports. Okay, so a little lunch money. Okay, so we will make that work. Sometimes it's the worst, worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Uh, speaking of the Grizzlies, how about Shannon Sharp the other night, courtside at the <laughs> Lakers-Grizzlies game, talking smack back and forth with Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks says, blank you, after Shannon Sharp says he's too small to guard whoever he was guarding. No lies told. Yeah, he's and, too small to guard LeBron James. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then Dylan Brooks says, blank you, and uh, instead of just cooling it off, uh, Shannon Sharp stands up and says, oh, yeah, you don't want these problems. And it became a problem as everybody just, you know, the, all of a sudden some of the Grizzlies are coming over, Jaws coming over, and it becomes a whole thing. T. He's, Morant came Morant over, Jaws' ja, father. Then he's given inflammatory comments to Dave McMenamin of ESPN in the yeah. tunnel saying they don't want this smoke. He well, that's not a lie either now. No. That, have you seen Shannon Sharp's Instagram? I, I understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let's not shortchange Stephen Adams here either. Oh, I'm shortchanging Stephen Adams. I'm sure Jay, Steve, Steven Adams get the brake speed off Adams of my Shannon Sharp. Beast. Steven Adams is a basketball player. Uh, let's, a let, let, let's also remember this. Football and basketball, mm-hmm. the nature of the game is a little bit different. Okay. Do, do we need to remind you about what happened? On, like, football players are in harm's way. Yes. All I'm saying is basketball, basketball is not that. Basketball is not that. So you, like LeBron, are Team Shannon. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, have you seen Shannon Sharp's yes. Instagram? Yes, I have. I'm pretty sure Steven Adams ain't bench pressing 500 pounds <laughs> like Shannon Sharp is well, at Shannon, 50. Shannon did apologize to everyone involved today, including his stylist, yeah. who he was sitting with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Here's Chris, the other... I'm sorry. He should have been thrown here's out. The, I don't here, know why here, Shannon here's the other I mean, thing. I do know why. Shannon but... Sharp was out of pocket. There's no question about it. Yeah. But the other thing is... LeBron's buddy. That's but the other thing is this out. that's ridiculous. Dylan Brooks... Be a little more respectful of an all-time great athlete. Yeah, don't call to, him a to call him a pedestrian. Yeah, you you would hope, you would hope to be a fraction of what Shannon Sharp was as a professional athlete, three-time champion, Hall of Famer. Let me tell you what you're not going to be, Dylan Bricks. Yeah, you're not that right now. Uh, three and out presented by Progressive Insurance. Jason Tatum says he may need surgery for his wrist. During the offseason upcoming, he did not rule it out, but not something that is going to be addressed during the season. Concern you at all? Uh, a little bit concerned about that um, because he's, uh, in my opinion, a top three player in the NBA, Carlin. He's that good. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of concern about that, especially with where they are in the pole position in the Eastern Conference. Lakers get Rui Hachimura from the Wizards in exchange for Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks. Listen. LeBron has been asking for somebody that can shoot, and Hachimura can shoot. So that will help spread out the floor a little bit. Plus, you need another body that can defend some bigs because you don't know how long you're going to have Anthony Davis in the lineup. He does give you some elements of being a stretch forward, so we'll see how it works out. It's clear that the Lakers ain't trading the first-round pick, though. They'll give up anything else. They ain't giving up none of them first-round picks. No, they give up a 2023 second-round pick. The Lakers' own second-round pick in 2029 – and the less favorable of the Wizards and Lakers 2028 second round pick. Oh my God. We're just not doing it. They are not doing it. I mean, I don't blame them, though. I Do guess. you think that this is a championship team? No. Exactly. No, it's not a championship team. Yeah. Canty uh, and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.